Hello humans, welcome to The Frontline, a leadership and business podcast brought to you by Peregrine Corporate Services, an Isle of Man-based fiduciary provider. My name is Martin Hall and thanks for listening. Today we're joined by Basil, uh, Chairman of the Manx Solidarity Fund and Director of Brown Crane. Thanks for joining us today, Basil. Thanks, Martin. Thanks for having having me today. Yeah. No, pleasure, pleasure. As we always start off, it's always good, I think, to get to know the person them, person and their background a little bit. Obviously, you're South African, so perhaps a bit of background to your background and how you came to be in the Isle of Man. Um, I grew up in Pretoria in South Africa, um, where I went to school. Um, I spent a lot of time playing sport while while I was young, and um, and I after school I did my two years national service, and then went to Stellenbosch University. Um, after university, I um, qualified to be a chartered accountant, and I did my training at Ernst and Young. Um, I worked in industry for a few years after I left Ernst and Young. And then I got an opportunity in 1997 to come to the Isle of Man. Um, I went straight to Brown Crane, where I joined Morris Singer and David Crane. Um, and after a year, they offered me a partnership in the firm. And so I've been yeah. with them for over 23 years now. Uh, yeah. how, did, how did that opportunity come about? Um, David Crane had been out to South Africa on one of the first ever road trips um, down to South Africa. In, I think he went down in 1986. Um, and my father-in-law met him um, during that trip. And then we came over um, with my wife's aunt, who's partially blind, to the Isle of Man. She had friends here. And I came, went to see David and we corresponded for a long time. Um, I think that was in about 1991, and um, I used to get the Manx Independence, um, sorry, the Examiner sent out to me in South Africa. Uh-huh. It used to come out by boat, um, and I used to get about four copies of it um, at a time, so it was quite interesting. So I always yeah. had this uh, affinity with the Isle of Man. I take it you fell in love ultimately with the, with the island. Yeah, no, um, we've loved staying here. It's been so good to us, yeah. So, so, so your, your wife, and I presume you came over with uh, with the children as well. They were young when you arrived on the island. Yeah, my daughter was four and my son was two. So they started schooling. They started their lives here. Right. Um, you know, I think they both see themselves as... Um, Manxies. Uh, Manxies. Um, mm. uh, they are comeovers, but they... Um, <laughs> yeah, they do see... And they both swam on the Isle of Man and... They represented the Isle of Man at um, at Island Games and at Commonwealth Games. So yeah. yeah. So I know you're heavily involved at the moment. You're chairman of the uh, Commonwealth Games Association. I guess that that involvement just goes back to getting involved from when your kids were younger. Yeah, I think you go, you take your kids to sport, and and they see, um, they find out that you're an accountant, and every <laughs> sports club needs a treasurer, so they they get you onto a committee and things sort of snowball from there. So I've, right. I've, I've done a lot of committee work, especially in the swimming side. Um, I've been chairman of Ironman Swimming Club. Um, and then through that, I got um, introduced to the Commonwealth Games Association. And I've been on that since for about the last five, six years. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. 
So, so on, on cha chairmanship, and one of the reasons we wanted to, wanted to chat today was the Manx Solidarity Fund. So perhaps provide uh, for our listeners and viewers a little bit of background to how you first got involved with it. Obviously, it's fairly new, but a lot's been happening over the last month. I think it, 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 it started where a, a group of um, business guys got together and they identified that when the COVID-19 um, epidemic, um, pandemic, um, sort of started gathering momentum they realized that the isle of man was going to be affected by that and how, how could we as business help and um through their efforts they um got a, a group of us together um and they asked me to form um the the trust and the charity and get that set up so um we identified a number of trustees who would like to come. We approached a um, trust lawyer, John Rimmer. He got the document, the trustee um, drafted within a day. We went to the attorney general's office and we were, and they had the trust registered, I think within a day and a half. Um, we then um, set up a, a specific company to um, be the a trustee company, which would give the trustees protection. We organized directors and officers insurance for them, and we got a bank account set up. So that all happened in within 10 days towards the end of March. Um, and I think we had our first trustees meeting on the 30th of March, and we launched the fund. Um, and since then, it's been going very well. Um, you know, there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes. We have regular trustees meetings. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and your, I mean, your involvement, you obviously talked earlier there about being involved in various things on the Isle of Man. Again, was this just something you felt passionate about getting involved and helping with? Um, you know, the Isle of Man um, has given myself and my family um, a lot of opportunities and um, I think in the, uh, the Manx community um, just generally they are very um, open and, and get involved with and, and help each other and I just saw you know it's, it's something that I like giving back you know to um, to the community and um, so getting involved in things and helping other people and creating opportunities for other people is sort of something that I'm quite passionate about. Yeah. Um, you know, and there, there are a lot of people that aren't as lucky as, as we are. Um, and if you can just make a, a difference in, um, in you know, a few people's lives, you know, it's a good thing to do. And the objectives of the fund, where, where, where do they sit? I think the objectives are to um, support those people. You know, the Isle of Man government moved very quickly and, and set up schemes and are, are um, helping a lot of businesses and individuals who have um, been negatively affected by, this, um, by the circumstances that we're in. So the trustees and the charities to sit between what government is doing and, and and pick up those people who don't fall into any of those schemes. So it can be an individual, it could be a, a business, or it could be a charity that's helping people and whose funding is dried up. Right, okay. And to get, get more information now, they've got a website, manxsolidarityfund.com. 
uh, I guess there's a lot of information on there. Applying for, for grants as much as donating is important, I guess applying just as important and awareness. Yeah, I think we, we divided it into two sort of sections. Obviously, the fund needed to generate um, um, donations. So we've got a team that has gone out and um, approached a number of businesses. There's also, um, we've got a Just Giving page um, where people can go on, it's simple to donate. Um, individuals, businesses prefer to donate directly into our bank account. So you, we'll send the bank account details to them. Um, and then we've also had a, another payment process on the island, much better. And they've opened a, um, an account for us so that any of their members or people with accounts with them can donate directly to us. Okay. Um, so that's the sort of funding side. Um, we've also had a number of um, people approach us and say they prefer, rather than just giving us funds, they prefer to donate to specific causes or specific services or equipment that is needed. So we've got, uh, although we've almost got a quarter of a million in, in um, the fund at the moment, we um, do have um, opportunities to approach people to get um, needed equipment quite quickly yeah okay. um, so we've got funding for it so that's the funding side and then on the other side um we initially had a, a um paper-based system where um people could apply to us we luckily with um we approached a marketing company and they um Fundi is the name of the company um they built an online application form for us within two days and if you go onto our website, there's a um, simple form for people to fill out that um, you know they can apply. And we've got an um, online system that makes the processing of all of this a lot, lot easier. Yeah, okay. On the pay payment side, have you got to that position now paying out? Yeah, um, we've got a, a process where we've reviewed all the applications and last week we started making the payments um, have gone out to people. Unfortunately, there were a few people who applied and um, didn't fit into the criteria of the, the charity, and we've had to decline those. But most of the, the ones that we've done have, have now been paid out. We've got a meeting this week where we'll carry on processing as the applications come in. And we've got a good system, so hopefully we'll be able to process quickly. And the, is there an ability, if you, if you don't meet the criteria, to to look at it again, because I guess the situation for everyone, the situation continues to change probably on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, people can um, apply again. Um, there's, there's no restrictions. We've, we've tried to keep things as um, broad as possible and, and not restrict ourselves um, to any specific, you know, you're only yeah. allowed to apply once. Um, yeah, you can okay. apply as many as you like. And, and limits again, it's, it's present, I guess, present how, how the, the epidemics affected you and sort of try and monetize that and present that to the trustees also yeah. to show that, that impact. I think, you know, the, the basic thing, criteria is that if you've been affected by it, just ask, um, apply. And we can work out a, a way of how much we believe that is required. Um, the one thing from a business point of view, the fund won't um, sort of 
provide working capital for, for the business. But if your employees are, are suffering and, and you might have to lay off staff, but in, once we get through this, your business, you've got a viable business, we'd rather help you keep those staff members on and um, then, then um, yeah. business will come through and when this is over. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're on the 5th of May today. We, I guess, you know, we're starting to see the slight relaxation of, of rules uh, generally. And we'd like to think as an island that that will continue over, over the coming weeks. But, but I guess the, the help from the fund is not, it's not a month long project. I suspect this will go on for a little while. I think this, this is going to be um, felt for a, a number of months, if not years to come. And, yeah. uh, the fund will be around and, and help people um, for a long time. I, we're taking this slowly and we don't want to just give everything out straight away and we're not um, desperate to, to give things out, but we will help those who are desperate and, and need the help. Yeah, it's a fine balance, isn't it? It's, a, yeah. it's just to get the, the, the balance right. And in regard to awareness of your, your, your the fund itself, you know, you see it around on social media. Is there initiatives going on to continue yeah. to raise the profile? Because although we're a small community, um, it can be easily uh, it's easy not to. Yeah, the, the, um, at, at the moment, there I, I know three initiatives. Obviously, everybody's seen what Christian Barley is doing and running his nineteen marathons in nineteen days, which is a fantastic effort and. Um, he has generated through his just giving paid a, a lot of funds for um, the Solidarity Fund. We've got um, another initiative that's on Instagram is um, three in three is um, an initiative where you do three of anything. You run three miles, you make the three legs of man in some shape or go on three walks and donate um, three pounds to the fund. Um, and then there's um, an initiative that was set up by Zurich is um, the Coffee Yes Sir one where you, instead of um, buying a, a cup of coffee, you donate um, five pounds into the fund. So there yeah, are right. a lot of initiatives. We're also publicizing ourselves as much as we can and, and hopefully we will raise awareness amongst the community that we are there and we are there to help people. Yeah, yeah. I think part of us obviously chatting today is to try and, you know, make more and more people aware that this fund's here to to help yeah. the island and to yeah. to go on the website, have a look at the criteria. And I think yeah. you're on social all the social media channels as well. Yeah. As well. Um yeah. 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 I, I think uh well thanks for pop, popping in today. I know you you're really busy with the trying yeah. trying to trying to do all the all the chairmanship of, of the fund. It's it's a great yeah. initiative, I guess. It's uh I'd so also like to thank you guys at, at, at Peregrine for done a lot of the work in the background as well. No, that's all right. That's fine. No, that's fine. We're happy to help. I think uh, South, what, what, what South Africa's loss is our gain. So lucky, uh, lucky you came over all those years ago. We'll consider you Man Manx, a real Manxie. Just uh, need that accent. I, I think I'm a leftover. I'm not a comeover anymore. I'm just a <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for your time today, Basil. It's been much appreciated. Right. Good to chat to you. Thanks, Martin. Thanks. No worries. Yes, bye.